0: Broadcasting from the unknown regions in a galaxy far, far away, MRC Tech presents The Last Podcast. Episode 10, everyone, and welcome to The Last Podcast. I am your host, Sean, and it is 10 episodes of the core series since we started way back when, nearly 20 weeks ago, if my math is correct. Welcome to the podcast, or welcome back to the podcast. It is... September 30th, the last day in September. It's supposed to be fall here, but it's been hot and humid in sunny Philadelphia. If you're new to the podcast, then you would know that the podcast is hosted by MRC Tech, my little tech support slash content creation slash audio, video, production goodness of a side company that I have started Back in 2016, you can head on over to mrctechllc.com for all your needs. And if you want to become a fan of the podcast, please go ahead and do so. I'm thinking about changing up the structure for becoming a fan. Basically, everything's just going to be a dollar. You know what I'm saying? We don't need tiers. We don't need anything. Anything that you can spare out of your hard-earned cash would be awesome. Of course... The ship's going to need a little bit of maintenance coming forward, so anything you can spare is great. If not, no big deal. I enjoy the listeners. We're doing so, so good with listeners in this past uh, 14, 13 days. Uh, We had a very cool consecutive streak of at least one download per day since September 16th. Uh, The streak ended yesterday, so it's like perfect timing where a new episode is coming out, just as both Episode 9 and Reading the Stars, Episode 3 sort of, tail ended. Uh, so that's pretty cool. If you're into sh- uh, streams and gaming and things like that, I have been streaming The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the Switch remake, over on my gaming content creation accounts, such as Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, If you're keeping count, and you know I'm keeping count, the only The Rise of Skywalker news I'll be reporting on today is that there are 81 days left until December 20th, 2019, which means I'll be seeing this movie in 80 days. When the tickets release, I will jump all over that to to grab that December 19th Thursday night premiere. That start, I... Always want to be the first to see it. Even though the theater is loud, it's super okay with me. Love that we are 80 days from the rise of Skywalker. October, November, and 20 days in December. I can't believe it. We. I, I hope you're excited because I sure am. So here's what we got on the agenda today. In our hyperspace spot, we're going to cover brand new... Kenobi TV series news. We'll shout out the Wee Pod squad as we always do in the Holonet highlights we're going to cover. Vader Immortal 2, the Disney Plus pre-order is live. Star Wars comics is ending all of the news concerning Galaxy's Edge and if it's in trouble. And we will fly on out of Holonet highlights with a full recap of Triple Force Friday. We'll jump into That's No Moon, Rogue One, Part 2. We'll do about 30 minutes of that movie. We'll come in in our final approach with huge news coming from the Marvel Universe. We're going to add a new segment called Ship's Log. We'll end with comms chatter. We'll come in for our landing uh, and talk about upcoming episodes and all the good stuff involved in the last podcast. So again, I thank you. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Strap in. Because we have made the calculations and we are about to hit hyperspace. Ready? Punch it! In our hyperspace spot today, we are going to highlight a very, very special article from StarWars.com. And please note, due to the nature of not being able to talk about The Rise of Skywalker anymore, we are no longer going to be... Uh, reaching out into other realms of news. So we are going to be getting all of our news for the next 80 days uh, from StarWars.com and primary sources. So if the news seems bland, that's not a big deal. You know, There's no speculation anymore. There's no rumors. We will certainly just look to StarWars.com for all of our news needs. So with that being said, Deborah Chow to direct Obi-Wan Kenobi series exclusively on Disney+. Fresh off The Mandalorian, Deborah Chow will helm the upcoming live-action series starring Ewan McGregor, with Hossein Amina confirmed as a writer. Deborah Chow has been tapped to direct the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series that is exclusively for Disney+. Plus. Ewan McGregor will be reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi for the series, which takes place eight years after the events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy stated, We really wanted to select a director who is able to explore both the quiet determination and rich mystique of Obi-Wan in a way that folds seamlessly into the Star Wars saga. Based on our phenomenal work developing our characters in The Mandalorian, I'm absolutely confident Deborah is the right choice to tell this story. This series will be written by Hussain Amini, who wrote The Alienist and Drive. Chow, Amini, and McGregor will serve as executive producers alongside Kathleen Kennedy, Tracy Seward, John Swartz, Jason McGatlin, Lucasfilm Executive Vice President Production, will serve as co-producer. That is pretty exciting. So it sounds like Deborah Chow has the reins to this. So I wanted to do a little bit of digging onto Deborah Chow to see what she has been involved in in her career. So we go to the wonderful source of IMDb to see what Deborah Chow has been involved in. And it seems... Like her directorial debut happened in 2002 where she directed a short film called Day Pass. A couple years later, she directed a short film called The Hill. In 2010, she directed a film called The High Cost of Living, which seems interesting. It has a Zach Braff in it. Uh, Moving on to 2013, she directed one episode of Copper, which was a TV series. She directed Flowers in the Attic, which was a made-for-TV movie. The Murdoch Mysteries, two episodes in 2014. Beauty and the Beast, the TV series in 2015. A episode of Mr. Robot in 2015. The Vampire Diaries in 2016, one episode. Turn, Washington Spies in 2016. I heard that was pretty good. I got to catch up on that. Tyrant uh, TV series, one episode in 2016. Iron Fist TV series, one episode in 2017. Rain, six episodes from 2014 to 2017. Fear the Walking Dead, I didn't really get into that. 2016, 2017. Eye TV series, one episode in 2017. Jessica Jones, one episode in 2018. Lost in Space, one episode 2018. Snowfall. One episode 2018, Better Call Saul. One episode 2018, The Man in the High Castle. One episode 2018, American Gods. One episode 2019, two episodes of The Mandalorian. And then the Untitled Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I gotta say, Deborah Chow has got some credentials. She's got some stuff she wants to share. This is pretty exciting. Maybe... You know something of Deborah Chow, but I'm sort of going to keep up her IMDb, and I'm going to look back at the episodes that she uh, sort of directed. I might check out the Better Call Saul episode and the Jessica Jones episode. Uh, I'll probably go ahead and check out Turn uh, and look at Mr. Robot, which seemed to be episode 1.5, maybe, or something along those lines. So what do you think of Deborah Chow? Uh, Is she good? Is she bad? Is she a good fit? I guess we'll talk about it soon, but that has been your hyperspace spot of episode 10. As always, the last podcast cannot exist without the love and support of the We Pod Squad. With the ninth episode of The Iron Ryan Show debuting last Tuesday, a wonderful episode on the history of three great TV shows. Highly, highly recommend you listen to episode nine of The Iron Ryan Show. I learned stuff that I thought I already knew and I didn't. He focuses and highlights on Friends, The West Wing, and Lost, one of my favorite shows. So make sure you go check that out over on the Wii Podcast and We Know Things feed, known as the Wii Pod Squad. Speaking of the Wee Pod Squad, episode 153 has dropped and you get Greg Hall's reactions to Link's Awakening. You don't want to miss that so make sure you check out episode 153 over on the Wii podcast and we know things feed the holonet highlights is a collection of star wars news collected among the galaxy so please sit back strap in and enjoy the following segments let's start off with master the force with darth vader invader immortal episode 2 available now if you've ever dreamed of being trained in the ways of the force by darth vader then today will be a day long remembered. during oculus connect six this morning on september 25th officials from ilm by LA lab announced i don't know how to say that ilm x lab will say that announced a surprise immediate release of vader immortal star wars vr series episode two that's right it's available now i haven't played it yet but i will the news comes on the heels of an exciting new trailer for the Immersive Reality Trilogy, which debuted for the convention crowd this morning and is available for you to watch below. We will give that a watch. One of virtual reality's unique strengths is the power of presence, the ability to be transported to different world and form connections with exciting characters you've previously only seen on a screen, says Alyssa Finley, a senior producer on The Project. At its core, Vader Immortal, often, uh, Vader Immortal offers players the chance to explore one central question. What would it be like to step into the Star Wars galaxy and learn firsthand about Darth Vader's mysterious plans? While Episode 1 transported users to the molten planet of Mustafar to begin the quest for a mysterious ancient artifact, the next installment invites you to dig deeper into the lore, exploring the main character's lineage and abilities with the Force, as well as digging into the planet itself to explore the cavernous labyrinth below Vader's castle. In Developing Vader Immortal Episode 2, we wanted to build upon the foundation set in our first installment from both a story and interactive perspective, says Supervisor of Experience Design Jose Perez III. Users will learn more about the mysterious Black Bishop and the ruins of the Corvaxian Fortress gain a powerful and ancient weapon called the Proto Saber and come face to face snarling face to snarling face with the Dark Ghast plus spend some time in the new Lightsaber Dojo 2 practicing force moves and lightsaber techniques using only a single button you will be able to use the force to stun, pick up and fling your opponents across the arena says Perez you can even attack enemies from a distance by throwing your lightsaber at them, it's seriously awesome I have not watched this trailer just yet Let's watch it together and I'll react live. Here we go. I'm showing the Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest on a person. The
1: force is more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Voice acting's not great, but that's Follow fine. me and I will instruct you in its ways. You would need the force if you are to survive the path ahead. Oh, your anger makes you stronger. Incredible, Captain.
2: How are you doing that?
3: You can
1: unlock the secrets of life and death. Oh boy! forearmed rancor. Defend yourself. Impressive. Catch me up. I don't understand why you never mentioned that you had the force.
0: Your oh, robot assistant. She's sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh jeez. Don't move. Alright, I'm in. I don't care how much it costs. $10, $12, $15. Count me in. Are you kidding me? This is what I was missing from the first episode. The first episode was so good, by the way. You should catch the first VR stream uh, on my uh, YouTube channel. Just look up VMRC Tech VR Special. I forget what I named it. Uh, But check that out. Wow, that looks amazing amazing I can't believe how cool that looks that is outstanding oh man good stuff moving on from Vader Immortal let's jump on over to the TV space as of September 22nd Disney Plus pre-orders are now live you could take your first step into a larger world of Star Wars streaming Disney Plus pre-orders are officially open Fans in the U.S. can subscribe today to Disney Plus, the Walt Disney Company's new streaming service, and be among the first to enjoy Star Wars content when the platform launches on November 12th, monthly at $7 and annually at $70. Subscriptions are available for purchase at DisneyPlus.com with a seven-day free trial beginning November 12th. Beginning November 12th, Disney Plus will feature The Mandalorian, the first-ever live-action Star Wars series from executive producer Jon Favreau. The series follows a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy after the fall of the Empire. Coming to Disney Plus in February 2020 is a long-awaited conclusion of the beloved and animated series Star Wars The Clone Wars, with 12 new episodes helmed by series shepherd Dave Filoni. A Cassian and Andor live-action series starring Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk is in the works of Disney Plus and just announced at D23 Expo 2019. Kenobi Obi-Wan Kenobi series starring Ewan McGregor is planned for the service. In addition, Disney Plus will feature never-before-seen original programming from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, National Geographic, and more. In its first year, Disney Plus will release more than 25 original series, 10 original films, and documentaries. Subscribers will also enjoy unprecedented access to Disney's vast collection of films and television shows. Disney Plus will be available on a wide selection of mobile and connected TV devices at launch, including gaming consoles, streaming media players, and smart TVs. Subscribers will enjoy high-quality and commercial-free viewing, up to four concurrent streams, unlimited downloads, personalized recommendations, and the ability set up to seven different profiles, including the ability for parents to set kids' profiles that create an easy-to-navigate, child-friendly interface to access age-appropriate content. On November 12th, consumers in the US will have the opportunity to purchase a bundled offering of Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu for just $13 a month. The bundle offers access to all Disney Plus programming plus thousands of live sporting events, sports-themed original series, and award-winning sports documentaries from ESPN Plus, as well as Hulu's award-winning original content and on-demand streaming library. What a deal. Full disclosure, I have already purchased the D23 General Membership for Disney+. Plus. I have a three-year subscription already in the bank, $149. That is $4 a month. That is a wonderful thing. I'm not going to have to worry about this until 2022. Get out of town. What a deal. You should get Disney+. Plus. They are going to make a boatload of money. I'm excited for the service. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. What do you think? disney plus are you getting it or are you not i guess we shall see oh i gotta deviate back to the gaming space and holy moly i totally forgot on triple force friday they showed star wars jedi fallen order the trailer and holy moly it looks awesome here are six highlights from the new star wars jedi fallen order trailer of course if you didn't see the trailer, go check that out. That is something I did watch live, so let's uh, check it out. After seeing the new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order trailer, two words come to mind in." I agree. In Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, we'll play as Cal Kestis, a Padawan survivor of Order 66, now on the run from the Empire and its Inquisitors, coming November 15th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I'll be getting it for PC. It's a Star Wars game that promises to be like none before it from Combat the Story. A brand new trailer for Star Wars Fallen Order debuted today during Lucasfilm. Star studded Triple Force Friday livestream event, offering fresh looks at the game's worlds, characters, creatures, gameplay, and plot details. For those eager to pick up their lightsabers and take the fight to the Empire, I didn't disappoint. Here are six of our favorite moments. Number one. The second sister strikes. The trailer opens with a bang, literally, as someone pursues Cal. It turns out that someone is a black-clad second sister, a deadly Imperial Inquisitor, charged with hunting down Jedi. She's a frightening figure, igniting her red-bladed lightsaber and leaping to finish the job. Throughout the trailer, her narration is cold and menacing, and we wouldn't want it any other way. She looks to be a great new addition to the pantheon of memorable Star Wars villains. You can't save them, she says. Not from the Empire, not from the Dark Side, not from me. Oof, we'll see. Two, who are your people? Following his encounter with the second sister, Cal meets his rescuers. The sequence offers us our first extensive look at uh, Sarah Junda. Sarah Junda? A former Jedi Knight on a mission to restore the Jedi Order and the lovable yet cranky pilot Grees Drydis. Cal agrees to join them with a definitive "wherein" and BD One's joyous chirp in response speaks for all of us. three A spirit of exploration. He's searching for something, something very precious to the Empire, so says the Second Sister. And indeed, we see Cal open a towering ancient stone door and explore various locals, uh, locales at one point, uncovering what looks like the insignia of the Jedi Order. In all, Cal's travels look full of mystery, danger, and like a lot of fun. Four, big beasts. There are some new creatures introduced in the trailer and a proper Star Wars tradition. They're big, very big. The bat-like pterodactyl is known as a gorgera. It was revealed today. And Cal's draw right on the creature and later battle with it seems like some instant classic Star Wars gaming. 5. Meet the Ninth Sister. As if the Second Sister wasn't bad enough, we can only catch a glimpse of this hulking inquisitor, and she looks like a more than formidable threat for our heroes. And number six, glorious lightsaber comment. While we've seen Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order gameplay before, the lightsaber combat shown here looks simply incredible. Cal maneuvers over the back of a scout trooper with Jedi grace, grabs the hand of a purge trooper before delivering a fatal slice and clashes. With the second sister in an epic fashion. Being a Jedi has been the dream of pretty much every Star Wars fan, including me. It looks like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will actually make it come true. And of course, we are 100% going to watch the trailer right now. Oh boy, second sister's all over it.
3: Who are you, people? Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seat.
0: That's a great scene.
1: I know you don't trust me, but we have a common enemy and a common cause.
0: Very Breath of the Wild.
2: Sort of ancient something technology. Very, to
0: the very green. We're done, like right it right hasn't now. been touched in a long time. My only question is how. This is going to tie into the overall storyline.
3: We're
0: in. We're in, baby. Right, Let's go.
3: Where we going next? <sighs>
2: boy no! Not from the Empire Not from the dark side. Not from me.
0: this just looks great it just looks wild you gotta give it up man EA has roared back for sure so that was your uh, six highlights of Jedi Fallen Order, and that's outstanding, as they would say. Uh, I don't have an official news article on this, but apparently Galaxy's Edge might be in a little trouble. Now, again, this I'm just going to follow this on the rumor because nothing official. They're never going to say that Galaxy's Edge was a failure. Now, I'm still going there in December, so I'll let you know how it is. But one of the executives got moved out of Disney Parks. Now, I don't know if that's just a lateral move or I don't know if they want a new direction and a new vision. But something's going down in Galaxy's Edge. So keep your ear to the ground. And if you hear anything, please, please, please let me know. That would be great. Thanks. A couple more articles in the Holonet highlights. Let's focus in on the comic realm as... Star Wars reports that Star Wars Empire Ascendant to close out Marvel's flagship Star Wars series. The Marvel Star Wars comic may be ending in November, but, but uh, with issue number 75. But StarWars.com can exclusively announce that fans of the long-running series can get their hands on a special one-shot finale issue this December. Star Wars Empire Ascendant number one, a 56-page... Whoa! Wait a second. 56 pages? Normal comics are 24. Are you kidding? A 56-page epic It's written by Charles Soule. Now, my man Charles Soule has written some great, great stuff. So I'm probably just going to pick this up because. Greg Pak, Simi- uh, Simon Spurrier, and Ethan Sachs with art by Luke Ross, R- uh, Roland Bashi, and more. And StarWars.com is thrilled to reveal the cover art illustrated by Ricardo Federici. Ooh, very, Very fun name. Which you can see for yourself below. Luke prominent, lightsaber ignited, then Leia, Vader uh, in the middle, Han, and Dr. Aphra? Santa Not sure. Star Wars Empire Ascendant number one finds the Rebel lines Luke Skywalker, Leia, Organa, Han Solo among them, building up Echo Base on the ice planet of Hoth while Darth Vader tries to locate the headquarters in vain. That's cool. In addition to acting as an epilogue to the Star Wars flagship comic run, which followed the continuing adventures of our heroes after the events of Star Wars and New Hope, the special one shot will also address the fates of Dr. Afra and uh, Baylert Valens with Star Wars Empire Senate. The circle is now complete. Look for this December. So. Uh, there's an end in sight, which means that I will start to catch up on the Star Wars comic series for, for for sure. I think I finished out volume 7, which puts me in like the 40s. So I only got like 30 issues to go. So 30 issues times 3, uh, you know, like 90, by, 90, 90 to 100 dollars, and I'll be able to catch up without a problem. So if you're a comic fan, be on the lookout for that. And in our uh, final uh, uh, article for the Holonet highlights, I just wanted to sort of quickly go through Triple Force Friday. This is actually brought to you by StarWarsUnderworld.com. I told you I was going to use primary sources. Star Wars Underworld is a very good source, and the reason why I am choosing Star Wars Underworld is is because they've put together a comprehensive list of all the things that are coming out. So, of course, we have Star Wars The Black Series 6-inch First Editions for $20 apiece. You've got Rey. You've got Kylo Ren. You've got a Sith Trooper. You've got a First Order Jet Trooper. You've got a First Order Storm trooper, And you've got uh, Jarrus. What is her name? I forget. We'll get to it in a moment. Uh, Black Series Carbonized Collection Sith Trooper. This is for $25. Looks pretty cool. Funko Pop Vinyl Figures and Lando. Uh, Jara, I think her name, the lady with the bow and arrow. Finn. Uh, looks like Rose Tiku and Poe Dameron. We got Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures 5 inch figures. Ray, Chewbacca, Kylo Ren, Finn. And then we got the things that I'm looking forward to. Okay, you got the Lego Star Wars 75257 Millennium Falcon. $160. Not really interested in getting this. The only thing I'd be interested in getting is all the figures that come with it, which include Do R2-D2, this new character I'm not sure, Finn, C-3PO, Old Man Lando, and Chewbacca. Uh, We'll 100% be getting the... Resistance A-Wing Starfighter with Snap, Wexley, and Lieutenant Connix, absolutely, tw- 269 pieces, $29.99, instant buy, definitely going to be getting the Resistance Y-Wing Starfighter, 578 pieces, coming with Poe Dameron, Zori Bliss, a First Order snowtrooper, a green astromech droid, oh, and here's Dio right here, so that will cover that, good stuff, Uh, following something I'm not really interested in, but I'll probably get it anyway, is the Pisana speeder chase. It comes with, you know, Rise of Skywalker Ray, the First Order Thread speeder driver, so it comes with a cool, um, uh, I guess, sand speeder, sort of, it's got like a little track on it, a First Order jet trooper, and a BBA. Probably, yeah, I'm probably going to get those because of the different troopers that it comes with. That's $40, and the Star Wars 75256 Kylo Ren Shuttle. One of the biggest complaints I had about the first shuttle was that the wings didn't extend. We saw a movie. We saw two movies in which the wings extended. At least in The Force Awakens, it extended like four or five times in the movie. And when I bought the original Kylo Ren Shuttle, all they did was move up and down. What? Excuse me? That didn't make any sense. But now they have rectified this. So, this guy comes with Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, General Pride, a Sith Trooper, so this is an instant buy, a First Order Stormtrooper, and two Knights of Ren, so absolutely going to get that, and that's going to retail for $120, so that's pretty cool. You got the Rise of Skywalker First Order Deluxe Figurine Set for $25, the Resistance Deluxe Figurine Set, some t-shirts that are coming out, pretty cool Sith Trooper hoodies and socks and boxers and Halloween costumes, some Hot Wheels, Uh, we got the Journey to Star Wars, we've talked about the books that are coming out, Uh, Spark of Resistance, Resistance Reborn, a sweet new Kylo Ren mask. A black series supreme leader. Con- oh my goodness! Force effects elite. What's the difference here? Well, I know what the difference is here. It's three hundred dollars. Excuse me. No thanks. Uh, level two lightsaber assortment. You've got a droid, a Do interactive droid, which is cool. Pose X-wing fighter, which is not exactly black and red. It's sort of white and orange. Interesting. That might be a little spoilery, uh, and a Sith Trooper two-pack. So lots of good stuff coming out in the uh, Star Wars Force Triple Force Friday, which I believe is going live this Friday, October fourth. So be on the lookout for that. And that, my friends, ends our Hollow Net highlights for episode ten. Hope you learned a little bit, and thanks for sticking with me so far.
2: Look at him—he's heading for that small moon.
0: That's No Moon. It's a breakdown. Welcome to part two of That's No Moon Rogue One edition. Just a fair warning, if you've never seen Rogue One, you're going to want to skip about a half hour ahead in time uh, because I don't want to uh, ruin this movie for you. As you did a little bit of recap from last week, we covered two of the books that led... Well, we have one book that led up to Rogue One, and we have one book that took place during Rogue One. So we're about eight minutes into the movie, seven minutes and 57 seconds to be exact. I'm hoping to watch about a half hour of this movie, uh, and then we will sort of get on out of here for That's No Moon, It's a Breakdown. So we're going to jump right in. I haven't seen Rogue One in a decent clip. So, let's see what we got. Let's full screen this out. Let's sit back. Let's relax. If you're listening in the car, do not sit back and relax. Please pay attention. Uh, But here we go. Rogue One, Part Two. So, we got Jin Erso. Uh, She's in her little prison cell. We got water dripping on her. That's gross. Don't know if it's sweat. Don't know if it's grossness. Seems like she's in a prison cell. Seems pretty desolate. Got stormtroopers. We got a scene change in it, and we're heading to the Ring of Khafrein, a trading outpost. So one of the interesting things about Rogue One is that they actually gave you names of places and I thought to myself, not one time did we know where anything was in a core episodic movie. So we got a very cool little town full of aliens, full of people. This is the real gritty, gritty stuff of Star Wars, which just gives a, you know, the Cassian Andor series like just a nice little hopping-off point. I think Diego Luna played a great character. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't know who Diego Luna was before that, so... He's sort of heading into a back alley.
1: I was about to leave. I came as fast as I could. I have to get back on board. Walk with me. Back to Jeddah? They'll leave without me. Easy. You have news from Jeddah. Come on. An Imperial pilot. One of the cargo drivers he defected yesterday. He's telling people they're making a weapon. The kyber crystals, that's what they're for.
2: What kind of weapon?
1: Look, I have to go! What kind of weapon? A planet killer! Sweet called it!
0: To so right, we're thinking Death Star, and we're like, whoa, some here old we go. Galen
1: was it? I don't know. They were looking for Saw when we left. Who else knows about it? I have no idea. It's all falling apart.
0: So you can tell this guy Tippick so is right. like super nervous.
1: What's oh boy. All this? Come on, let's see some scan Yeah, of course. It's my gloves.
0: <laughs> oh boy. No. Cassian oh, Handor just takes out two, two troopers just troopers like that, and like, whoa.
2: way.
0: we got troopers oh, oh. coming. Come there. Come there. We got a little compassion. We'll be all right. Cassian, and nope, just kills him. What? This guy is vicious. I don't think he likes that he had to do that. He's a little upset. His face tells me his story, but he's just like, yeah, I gotta bounce time to go like how how desperate how desperate do you have to be to to kill an innocent person that just gave you news what the Empire drives you to do crazy things so now we move on to Jeddah the moon ancient city of a temple that had kyber crystals and we have people in a desert we meet Benthic for the first time. He's a very menacing looking creature with uh, metal uh, tubing different. coming out of his face.
1: I imagined.
0: He's speaking in an alien okay. dialect. He's saying this is so the, pilot, so the pilot, the defector.
1: So,
0: so again, well, this is uh, the beginning of this movie, is all character so development. We're meeting all these this,
1: this ensemble cast. We're in the middle of nowhere. We need to get to Jeddah City. What part of urgent message do you guys not understand? And they cover his head in a, you know,
0: mask. These are the insurgents. These are the partisans that you learn about, you know, in Catalyst. You learn about in Rebel Rising. So, you know, for me, I had some good information prior to watching this movie. A nice shot of a fallen statue of a Jedi. We're back on Wobani. The Imperial Labor Camp on Wobani. And we get a pretty awesome image of one of the tanks that was used during the Clone Wars, but now it's just an Imperial prison transport. That's pretty cool. You just got miserable-looking stormtroopers. Their armor's not shiny at all. Everybody's looking pretty pretty bleak. So just a note: this is where rebel rising sort of ends, right? I thought we had everybody. We've got these these uh, people breaking out gin. You know they're coming in. This guy screaming for Leanna Halleck. You want to get here? Hey, move me! Boom! She kicks him. Punches this guy. Takes a shovel. Hits that guy. Hits another guy. Goes to escape. She's strong. And gets captured by K2SO. And, and thrown down with authority. Congratulations.
1: You are being rescued. Please do not resist.
0: We got some sass from the droid already. I love it. And, you know, we're cutting from scene to scene. Now we're on Yavin 4. watching this the first time it was like oh my god they were able to recreate the original Yavin 4 base from A New Hope it's really outstanding the way they were able to do that
1: you're currently calling yourself Liana Halleck is that correct Possession of unsanctioned weapons, forgery of imperial documents, aggravated assault, escape from custody, resisting arrest. Imagine if the imperial authorities had found out who you really were, Jin Erso. That is your given name, is it not? Jin Erso, daughter of Galen, Erso. Yeah, a little bit of build up here. A known imperial collaborator in weapons development.
0: Mon Mothma what is this? shows up.
1: It's a chance for you to make a fresh The start. same we think might be
0: character the actor this from is Captain Revenge Andor, of the Sith. Fun fact.
1: When was the last time you were in contact with your father?
3: Fifteen years ago. Any idea where he's been all that time?
0: So 15 years ago she was dead. 7 makes things right? easier seven or eight? easier
1: than what that makes you been like have never had the
0: luxury no, of opinions
3: 7 really? or 5 22 23 When
1: was your last contact with Saul Carrera
0: So remember Saul Carrera Rebel Rising she knows she knows it's him It's been
3: a long time
1: But he will remember you though wouldn't he He might agree to meet you if you came as a friend we're up against the clock here, girl, so if there's nothing to talk about, we'll just put you back where we found you.
3: I was a child. Sol Guerrero saved my life. He raised me, but I've no idea where he is. I haven't seen him in years. Rebel rising. We know
1: how to find him.
0: Rebel That's rising. That's problem.
1: What we need is someone who gets us through the door without being killed. You're all rebels, aren't you? Yes, but Sol Guerrero is an extremist. He's been fighting on his own since he broke with the Rebellion. This is true. His militancy has caused the Alliance a great many problems. We have no choice now but to try and mend that broken trust.
3: What does this have to do with my father?
1: There's an imperial defector in Jedha, <clears> the <throat> pilot. He's been held by Saw Again, we're just He's setting up this the Emperor nice story. Is creating a weapon with the power to destroy
3: entire planets. The pilot says he was sent by your father.
1: We need to stop this weapon before it is finished. Captain Andor's mission is to authenticate the pilot's story and then, if possible, find your father. It appears he is critical to the development of this super weapon. Given the gravity of the situation and your history with Saul, we're hoping that he will help us locate your father and return him to the Senate for testimony.
0: Ooh. We're getting I'm chills kidding. during this part
3: when Bail
0: Organa shows up older. Bale Organa, are you kidding me? Oh my God! down. that? We got some nice Easter eggs showing up coming up here. We've got the ghost from Star Wars Rebels in the left-hand part of the screen.
1: K2SO. I'm a reprogrammed Imperial droid.
3: I remember you.
1: I see the council is sending you with us to Jeddah. Apparently so. That is a bad idea. I think so, and so does Cassin. What do I know? My specialty is just strategic analysis. Genevieve is vital to the empire's weapons program. Forget what you heard in there. There will be no extraction. You find him? You kill him. Then and there.
0: So we got some conflict, right? Although Jin hasn't seen her father in a long time.
1: You know, he probably doesn't want to
0: reveal to Jin, and he's just been circuits. given orders so, to kill him.
1: By product of the reprogramming. Why does she get a blaster and I don't? What?
3: I know how to use it.
1: That's what I'm afraid of. Give it to me.
3: We're going to Jeddah. That's a war zone. That's not the point of Where'd you get it? I found it.
1: I find that answer vague and unconvincing.
0: I love K2SO, he's so funny.
3: Trust goes both ways.
1: You're letting her keep it. Would you like to know the probability of her using it against you? It's high. (laughs) Let's get quiet. It's very high.
0: One of my favorite, favorite ships is the U-Wing. Which is a troop transport ship, but it's such a cool and unique design. With the wings that extend out, make it look pretty awesome. Flying away from Yavin 4. Great shot of the the giant red moon, I guess. And, boom! Fires away in hyperspace. you know, as a new viewer of this movie, it's probably a little confusing to get, you know, all of these characters thrown at you all at one time. We'll try our best to keep, keep you up to speed. Body. So this is Bodhi Rook, cargo the cargo pilot, Boy, huh? the defector.
1: Exist I can hear you. You didn't capture me. I came in myself. I defected. I defected. Every day, more lies. Lies? Now, would I risk everything for a lie? I, no, we don't have time for this. I have to speak to Saul Guerrero before he do it.
0: Oh boy. Forrest Whitaker. really cool thing about Forrest Whitaker is that he played Saul Guerrero. On, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Rebels, uh, 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 to Clone Wars, and,
1: and I gave it to them. They did not Rogue
0: One. So he's a great cross media and medium character.
1: And he told me to find
0: you. So we've we heard this Galen Erso character several times, right? Jen Erso's father. And if you read Catalyst, you would know who that is. So it doesn't look like Saul is. A very healthy. He's sort of been fighting this fight a long time. He looks all crazy, to be honest with you. Poor Kali. Poor guy. Great scene of a star destroyer coming out of the shadow of a Death Star. What? Or the Death Star. We just get. I mean, y- you you don't really understand the size of the Death Star in the in the first movie, right? Like, there's no scale to it, and they're able to show you the scale. So, introducing or reintroducing Orson Krennic. That's
1: unfortunate about the security breach on Jeddah, Director Krennic? After so many setbacks and delays And now this We've heard word of rumors Circulating through the city Apparently you've lost A rather talkative cargo pilot
0: I can't believe Senate
1: gets wind of our project. Peter
0: Cushing right Not alive anymore when Been dead for a long time
1: finished, Tarkin, they
0: And they were the able to concern. Digitally recreate when Peter Cushing
1: Will tolerate
0: no and fun fact, and you I'm not going to get the name correct, but
2: I we one of the
0: creators of South Park of is his voice, Matt, will
1: find you why well, I think the one less that's less named Matt,
0: and I, mean, I think they just used a character, a, an actual actor who had the same facial features, and they overdubbed the voice on there and the lighting looks great he looks real what is this Disney this voodoo this magic wow so Tarkin gives him his mission now we have a flashback sequence of Galen Orson uh, Lyra they're all in the empire, this must be happening during Catalyst. I always protect you. Fast forward to Jin in the hideaway. dream my goodness just a dream
3: so order. she still has the hyper crystal New father.
0: Flying into Jeddah again looks great. Old-ish civilizations no longer existing. Some ancientness to the area. Might I add that the music of Rogue One is outstanding. So we have an Imperial Star Destroyer hovering
1: above the the city of Jedha. Because of your old friend, Sol he's
3: been attacking the cargo shipments. What are they bringing in? What are they taking out?
1: Kyber crystal, all they can get. Why they were stripping the temple now we know it's the fuel for the weapon the weapon your father's building
3: Maybe we should leave target practice behind
1: Are you talking about me? She's right We need to blend in stay with the ship. I can blend in I'm an Imperial droid The city is under Imperial occupation Half the people here want to reprogram you the other half want to
3: put a hole in your head.
1: I'm surprised you're so concerned with my safety. I'm
3: not. I'm just worried they might miss you and hit me.
1: Hmm. Doesn't sound
0: so bad to me. Uh, Alan Tudyk played a great character. K2SO is awesome. So happy happy that they introduced that droid. We flip back to Bodhi Rook and this Really, honestly, not my favorite scene in Rogue One, where there's some sort of octopus-type creature, likely force-sensitive. If I had to guess, who can read, uh, read your mind?
1: What have you really brought me,
3: cargo pilot?
1: Borgullet.
2: Will know the truth
0: but how will Borgullet tell you?
1: The unfortunate side effect is that one tends to lose one's mind
0: no. Sol Guerrero is out of pocket man He's he's absolutely paranoid and delusional Once again a wonderful beautiful city. The showing Star Wars inhabitants with ATST saint walkers, TIE fighters flying all around, entertainers. Uh, you got the, the temple. Oh yes. I forget their names but they're a throwback to a-, a New Hope. The guy who gets his arm cut off by Obi-Wan. I know they have names, I forget. Um, the temple priest priestess are shown all Jetta over
1: contact. the place.
0: Uh, and that was, Jesus if you listen to reading the Jesus stars, we'll after Jeddah gets blown the up, they sort of all congregate so by the away. abyss, name, right? And That's where that the Force is strongest.
3: Hope. Yeah. Rebellions are built on hope. Yeah.
1: Show me some identification. Check in, <laughs>
3: Is this all because of your pilot?
2: Wait for me. May the, of be with you. May the force of others
0: be with you. May the force of others be
3: with
0: you.
2: Trade that necklace for a glimpse
0: into your future. Yes,
2: I'm speaking to you.
0: So now Jin is being uh, spoken to by Chirrut. Seems to be a peddler, seems to be uh, a Um, shaman. Cheer at Imwe.
3: How did you know I was wearing a necklace? Well,
0: that answer you must pay.
2: What do you know about Kyber Christos?
3: My father, he. He said they powered the Jedi's lightsabers. Jin! Come on, let's go.
1: Strongest stars
0: have hearts of Khyber. Strongest stars have hearts cool. of Khyber. Is that the analogy for I Jin Erso herself?
1: I don't I don't know. Know.
0: Who
3: are they?
1: The guardians of the wheels, protectors of the Khyber temple. But there's nothing left to protect, so now they're just causing trouble for everybody.
3: But you seem all the tense all of a sudden. We have to hurry.
1: This town
3: is ready
0: to blow. Yes. Oh. I have this tank uh, that is transporting Kyber crystals. I have it in Lego form. It's a pretty cool looking tank. Oh, uh, but we got something going down here.
3: It seems like Saul
0: Guerrero's people are about to attack this caravan.
2: Tell me you have a backup plan.
0: Got a battle breaking out between the Partisans and the Stormtroopers. Just chaos, absolute chaos. Cannot imagine. Looks like we found Soul's Rebel. So this proves there's a lot of character of Jin. You know, she sees a kid, middle of the shootout, grabs that kid, gets him back to the mother. let me see oh, man. so uh cassian takes out this one guy because he knew that a grenade was going to be thrown in her vicinity this is a great scene Jin just rocks and rolls and boom oh my gosh the physical stunts, stunt work in this movie is awesome. You gotta, you gotta respect it. Oh, we got another battalion of troopers and an ATST coming their way. Boom. Jyn pinned down. Again, in, in Rebel Rising, we learn that Jin becomes a formidable fighter. And she shoots a a, uh, you know a droid.
1: Huh. Of course. I thought I told you to stay on the ship. You did. But I thought it was boring and you were in trouble. There are a lot of explosions for two people blending in. Freeze, right there. Ah.
0: So he catches a grenade. You're right. Throws I it. Should
1: just wait on the ship. So this K2S was
0: great. Just so we're trying to get to a certain point. Oh, I see I know where we're gonna end here. Okay, good. So we think they're out of it and gosh. Okay.
1: Where are you taking these prisoners? These are prisoners. Yes, where are you taking them? I am taking them what? to imprison them. In prison. He is taking us to the- Quiet! Th- and there's a fresh one if you mouth off again. We'll take them from here. That's okay. If you could just point me in the right direction, I can take them, I'm sure. I've taken them this hey, far. You take them away. Wait! wait you can't wait. take them away. You, stay here. We need to check your diagnostics. Diagnostics? I'm capable of running my own diagnostics. Thank you very much. Let them pass in peace. Uh Uh-oh.
2: Let them pass in peace. The Force is with me, and I am with the Force. And I fear nothing for all this, as the Force wills it. Hey, stop right there. He's blind. Is he deaf? I said stop right there.
0: the scene. Oh. 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 Oh my god. Cheering. Zia. a big. Is This guy's getting lit up by his own comrades. Little kick smashes the face of a stormtrooper combat. Kickstart. Malbus comes out of nowhere with his weird shotgun, Gatling gun thing, energy pistol.
2: you almost shot. Meanwhile, there's a beautiful
0: blown-up X-wing in the background. Base <laughs> Malbus just lighting stormtroopers Clear up, up.
1: hostiles. One hostile. we all right.
0: I'm coming to the end of this uh, segment here.
1: I'm sorry about the slap.
2: Go back to the ship. Wait for my call.
1: You Jedi? See a Jedi? There are no Jedi here anymore. Only dreamers like
2: this fool. The force did protect me. I protect. <laughs>
0: you.
3: Can you get us to Sogarera? Oh,
0: there you go. Can't
1: you see? We're no friends of the Empire. Dedicate to Mogista lacolo.
3: Anyone who kills me and my friends will answer to Can't you Kaji now Because I'm the daughter of Galen Urso.
0: Mm. They put sacks over their are you head.
2: Are me? I'm blind.
0: And that will end our segment for That's No Moon. It's a breakdown. I got to say, you know, uh, people give Rogue One a bad rap. Oh, it's too slow in the beginning. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of character buildup, but when they get the Jeddah, I mean, honestly, it took from zero to like 20 minutes to get the Jeddah, And for 15 minutes, it was wild, wild action. So now, you know, the pace ramps up. The pace is going to kind of go back. We're going to see what's happening here. But if you have yet to watch Rogue One, Try to watch it before you listen to the, like, the little bit of a breakdown, because there's a lot of good stuff and good nuggets in there. Uh, just the grittiness of this movie is what fascinates me. So I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, that little live commentary. And a lot of it, you know, in the beginning of this movie, it's a little quiet, you know, for me, because, you know, we got to listen to the words, we've got to figure out what they're trying to say. Uh, but so far we have Jin, Cassian, Chirrut, and bays all together. They're then going to meet up with Bodhi Rook, that's the five of them, and then we'll see what happens next. So, uh, pretty big and dynamic scenes coming up in the next uh, segment of That's No Moon. It's a breakdown, Rogue One Part 3, so stay tuned for that. But that concludes That's No Moon. It's a breakdown. As we make our final approach in our beautiful starship,
3: there is a
0: rumor, uh, it's not a Official, and by official, I mean it's not on StarWars.com. At least it wasn't on StarWars.com the last I looked. Uh, if I go to news and blog, I'll just do a quick, quick look. We will see that there actually is no official article to this. So we're going to file this under uh, Reported which also could be rumor, but apparently Kevin Feige is in the works to direct a Star Wars flick. Now, obviously, Kevin Feige is a great storyteller. He brings a lot of credentials with him, so we won't spend a lot of time on this Kevin Feige stuff, but if we look at his body of work it took him 10 years to, s- to tell the dynamic story of the Avengers and the Thanos and the basically what they call the Infinity Saga right the Infinity Stones saga so can Kevin Feige find the same material in the Star Wars land in my opinion my limited knowledge of Marvel Comics I do know that Marvel Comics has been around for a while right and that it- came out in comics to start so you had all the source material and the source material evolved into different arcs and different storylines and then eventually into movies like spider-man with the sam raimi version raimi raimi reversion really that started off the superhero craze And then we got, you know, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then Disney picks up Marvel, and all this stuff starts to come together. They hire Kevin Fahey, and boom, over the next last 10 years, we have 24 movies, 24 24 or 25 movies to be, you know, to be watched. And that's incredible, two-ish movies per year with maybe even two and a half, you know, something like that. So that's something to think about. Now, will Kevin Feige, is he going to do a one-off? Or is he going to look to some source material? Um, the direct opposite of having source material is Star Wars, right? When you think of canon, right? When Disney bought Star Wars, they, they eliminated a lot of what they call the extended universe. And the extended universe uh, was a series of stories written by a series of authors that had a little bit of continuity that that, uh, that continued the story after Return of the Jedi, which is great, because that's what we're going through now with the sequel trilogy. And our stories had some continuity issues. It had the, some, some stories had the retcon things, and other things retconned other things, and then, you know, really it got a little bit wild. So anyway, so Disney comes in and sort of eliminates the expanded universe and basically says Clone Wars is in. All six films are in and the upcoming seventh film. And then we get here, we get Rogue One, we get Solo, we get the seventh movie, the eighth movie, the ninth movie, and then all the books that fall in between. So here is my question for Kevin Feige. Excuse me, Mr. Feige. Will you be utilizing source material from the extended universe? Technically speaking, that source material. Technically speaking, it's not comic book. And technically speaking, he could bring it back. But what is he going to bring back? I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, I don't know a lot of expanded universe sort of stuff. And I don't know whether it's going to take place in the past, the present, the future. Are we going to have callbacks? Are we not going to have callbacks? How is he going to make this all happen? But I would probably safely say that it's not going to be similar to the MCU. It, it has to be a little bit different just because there's, there isn't that much material. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so stay tuned for more information on Kevin Feige and his upcoming project. Quickly now, we're running a little long, but I do want to talk about a new segment I would like to include called Ship's Log. And in the Ship's Log, we are going to sort of talk about a small piece of Star Wars lore according to the data bank on StarWars.com. So let's start off with something Familiar to everybody. So what we have in the data bank, we're going to just start with locations, because locations are always tough. We're going to start with the most famous location in Star Wars, and I believe that's Alderaan. So let's read. If ever one needed an example of an irredeemable evil, that was the Empire, Turn to the shattered remains of Alderaan. An influential world, Alderaan was represented in the waning days of the Republic, by such venerated politicians as Bael Antilles and Bael Organa, a peaceful world, Alderaan was bereft of weaponry in any era of galactic strife. It was not without spirit, however. Alderaan was one of the earliest supporters of the Alliance to restore the Republic, though its officials prudently kept all ties to Rebellion secret. Despite such discretion, the Empire knew it to be a haven of rebel activity, and Grand Moff Tarkin targeted the beautiful world for reprisal as soon as the Death Star was operational. The massive primary weapon of the battle station obliterated Alderaan, leaving only a lifeless asteroid field behind. When did Alderaan appear? In Star Wars A New Hope, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, and Star Wars The Clone Wars, the affiliations of the Galactic Empire, the Galactic Republic, and the Alderaan royal family. Terrain is mountainous. Uh, vehicles of Alderaan is the Alderaan Cruiser and the Tanta 4. We have some, you know, uh, images of Alderaan, which looks very Earth like. Uh, you have its appearances in different pieces of the Star Wars galaxy. And one of the, uh, you get a nice uh, history of Alderaan in. Uh, a Princess Leia book where it's Princess of Alderaan and, her, and how she grew up on Alderaan in the royal family and all that stuff. But just wanted to bring that to your attention because this is a new segment we're calling Ship's Log. And it's all the data bank information uh, available at StarWars.com. So we'll sort of just uh, hit a location here, hit a person there every once in a while just to learn a little bit more about the Star Wars universe transmissions coming in let me adjust some dials here let me turn the encryption on okay we got it and here we go so episode nine's question was uh what did you think what did you think of rogue one when it was announced when it came out uh, all that good stuff that's involved with rogue one since we're listening to Rogue One, and we're sort of breaking it down. I think it's important to sort of talk about it. Uh, So what we have, uh, both Mike Cassini and Mike Mann sent me some nice audio clips, so let's take a listen to what they had to say.
3: Hello, Sean. This is Mike Mann, your number one fan. Sorry about last week. Lots of work. Lots of school. Getting my butt kicked. But I'm here to answer your question. What was my initial reaction to when Rogue One was announced? I was completely 100% thrilled because they did say what the story was about, about stealing the Death Star plans that they mentioned in A New Hope. And I love origin stories So I was really thrilled To uh, To hear about To hear that they were going to do that And um really excited And I was I was there within the first Few days to see it in the theater It was It was remarkable It's Right up there in my top Three Maybe I'm not sure It's up there So Uh yeah, and then, then they were saying Darth Vader was going to be in it and, you know, you see a trailer and there was like the old school stormtroopers and, yeah, it was thrilling. I was I was excited and, and I really, really enjoyed that movie and glad they made it and I wish they would do more stuff like that, like they did Solo. Solo was great. So, uh, yeah, because it's an origin also and I thought it was a fantastically fun movie. So, all right, man. That's all I got for you, buddy. Take care.
0: Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that little insight. Make sure you follow Mike Mann at Channel Star Wars Monkey Basement Productions and Riley C S W. Riley, yeah, Riley C S W. All over the Instagram and Twitters. Make sure you give him a follow. Uh, you know what? For me, Mike, I I don't remember like getting hype about it, and I don't remember also like digging too deep into it. So I just knew what I knew from the trailer. And, um, you know, I definitely was going to see it. I definitely saw it day one. So, you know, as as you'll listen, you know, you'll see. I'm going to give you my sort of initial reactions as I go through the breakdown. But, you know, I was pleasantly satisfied with this movie. Um, and maybe one day we'll do Solar. So uh, we'll see. Next up, we got Mike Cassini. It's funny. Uh, Mike We somehow did a video chat over Instagram, and I didn't know you could video chat over Instagram, but he wanted to sort of send me an audio version of what he wanted to say, because honestly, he has so much to say about Rogue One, and he was tired of typing. So uh, in his podcast debut for the last podcast, here is Mike Cassini.
2: All right, Sean, trying a little something new, because I'm tired of typing, and I type all day at work, nonstop, comms chatter, episode 10. Coming in hot, what were my initial reactions for Rogue One? I gotta tell you, many years ago when I heard that news, my first inclination was thinking, save it, private Ryan. We all know the story of Rogue One. We all know the tragedy, but what they did on the screen and how they relayed that story, damn near perfect in my mind. One of my favorite SW movies, i love the action i love the war i love the spy i love the espionage i don't need skywalkers in my movies all the time i don't need lightsabers in all my movies like i say it's a universe not just a story so what they did the last five minutes of that movie with the vader reveal in my mind other than the opening scene of jaws or save a prime orion is the best five minutes in cinematic movie history i don't care and i will go to to town on anyone that wants to argue me about that that was just the icing on the cake for road one i really have no qualms about it um i honestly don't even know why people don't like it like it just drives me crazy you know it's a social media effect everyone has an opinion you know what they say but i love it great uh you know i, I didn't think they were gonna pull it off on what they did um that's my initial reactions
0: on that. Thanks, Mike, for that. That's awesome. I appreciate hearing your voice. Um, and the passion about the movie is just is just excellent. I know you had some comments on Fahey and all that good stuff. And we'll certainly get to that in the, uh, the next episode because, uh, you know, we got to let this breathe a little bit. It's still rumored. Uh, it's still reported. It's not official yet. I need to hear more details until that, but um, we'll certainly talk about that. And I got to agree with you. After I saw Rogue One, I think, oh my gosh, did I see it by myself? I don't, I don't know if I did, but I, I, I sat in a parking lot and I needed to talk to somebody. I just started firing off messages on Facebook Messenger and was like, I need to talk to somebody about this. This was absolutely incredible. I can't believe, like, I was so hype about it. I couldn't believe what I just saw on screen. My heart was pumping, uh, my blood was rushing. It was crazy, just absolutely awesome to see darth vader in action uh, on the big screen so thanks guys for always participating and and taking care of business hopefully we can grow comms chatter a little bit more so definitely spread the word to anybody who wants to uh, join in and get a little airtime on the last podcast moving on episode 11 question is going to revolve around the future of the franchise, right? So this can include F- uh, Fahey, this can include Deborah Chow, this can, can include Ryan Johnson, or even uh, Benny Hoff and uh, D.B. Weiss and Benny Hoff, right? So, D.B. Weiss and Benny Hoff, yeah. So, uh, just gen- generically, are you excited for the future of Star Wars? Do you think it's going to make a difference? Like, are these big Directors going to come in and make sweeping changes? Are these developers going to handle the storylines fine? Are we going to get episode 10 in the future? I don't know. This is just a little open forum uh, for anybody who wants to sort of chime in on where you think Star Wars is going to be in the next five years. So, please let me know. You can uh, record an audio uh, version and send it off to sean at mrctechlc.com. You can write a little text. I'll read it off on the air, you can write me an email if you know how to do that. You can write me a letter if you get it here on time. I don't care what you do, but if you want to be on Comms Chatter, please look out for the tweet and the Instagram post and the Facebook post about when Episode 11's Comms Chatter will go live, and we'll take care of it from there. So thanks, everybody. We're going to shut down Comms Chatter now. I got to turn the decryption off. I think the first order is looming around here, so I got to shut off the Comms Chatter. Satellite. As we come in for our landing, and we are sort of running low on fuel, I'd like to thank you for listening to Episode 10 of the last podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope it didn't run too long for you. Uh, please be on the lookout for upcoming episodes of We Podcast, and We Know Things, Episode 154, coming this Friday. Episode 10 of The Iron Ryan Show, coming next week. And uh, Reading the Stars number four coming next week as well focusing in on the age of resistance all of the villains so that should be a pretty exciting episode a special shout out to a new friend and subscriber of the last podcast carl i met him last friday we chatted he is a new brand spanking new fresh off the factory floor freshly pressed shirt star wars fan he uh, told me he just finished episode three for the first time, so he is very vanilla. So I gave him uh, the podcast to listen to. Um, I told him to skip the breakdowns on you know through for the last Jedi because I don't want him to be spoiled on that. But hopefully he can listen, learn, and laugh, and sort of uh, embrace this beautiful Star Wars community that we have. So shout out to you, Carl. Thanks for checking this out, and of course, thank you, you on the other side of the phone, of the dial, of the computer screen, of the the car radio. Thank you for taking the time to make the last podcast so successful. Uh, I love seeing the amount of downloads. I love seeing the interaction. I love that you are coming back and listening to this. I know I'm not downloading the show 40 times over 14 days. That would just be pretty psych- psychotic for me. So thank you. I do listen to my own podcast, so I know I'm a download because I like to make sure the quality of the audio is okay, which hopefully it is. Please give me feedback. If you do like the show, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review on Google Play. All of that is helpful. Um, if you leave a review and you let me know about it and you send me an email and you send me a screenshot and you post it on your social media, I'll send you a sticker. No, no questions. Uh, Mike Mann has gotten a sticker. Mike Cassini has gotten a sticker. You know, Thank you guys for doing that, but please leave me a review you donate one dollar to the show you get a sticker okay if you are a perpetual uh subscriber and, and you get up to the twenty dollars so somehow you give me twenty dollars over x amount of days x amount of months i'll send you a t-shirt 100 percent, that's going to happen so please anything you can do to uh you know not only listen to the show but support the show become a fan of the show that would be greatly appreciated but hey folks that was episode 10 of the last podcast i hope you enjoyed it I hope you come back for more. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Last Podcast coming in a few weeks, episode 11. Stay tuned for Reading the Stars, number four, next week. And as I say in a galaxy far, far away, may the Force be with you. MRC Tech presents The Last Podcast, copyrighted 2019, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music credits to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Music by ChillHop.com. Star Wars covers featured by Unicorn Studios and Pandemic on YouTube. This has been the last podcast. Visit the website www.mrctechllc.com for more information.